Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Good Love Podcast, a Good Love Project production with your friendly neighborhood sex geek and good lover, Katrina Boots Ransom. Here at the GLP, we strive for informed, enthusiastic consent, so this is your content warning. The Good Love Podcast is a sex and relationship education podcast directed to adult listeners. We offer playful, powerful, and positive education on sexuality, pleasure, kink, sexual health and wellness, and a slew of other grown and sexy topics. If you find any of these topics objectionable, you're welcome to skip an episode or even the whole show. If you're under 18, we recommend heading over to scarleteen.com for all youth-focused sex ed needs. Now, if you're an enthusiastic yes, get comfy and enjoy the show. This was to be my first experience of suspended rope bondage. There, at sunset, the surrounding landscape, an oil painting of Sedona red rock. When it was time, he gestured to me to come near and began to bind me. My arms behind my back, a lattice of rope around my torso, over and over. The whisper of rope sliding across rope and skin began to put me into a deep state of calm, like the sound of distant ocean waves. Soon I began to feel the pressure of my weight pulling on the rope as one foot was taken off the ground and bound with my knee bent at 90 degrees. He held me then and spoke quietly into my ear because this is your first time. I've made this easy for you. When you're ready, all you need to do is bend your other knee, lift your foot across your ankles, and you will be suspended. If you become overwhelmed or frightened, just put your foot down and you'll know where you are. Are you ready? I nodded. Lean into me, he said. I began to give him my weight, and then I took my foot off the ground. The ropes dug into my body, taking all my weight, but his hands were still placed softly at my shoulders and belly. Find your breath. Find your breath through the pressure, he said, as he slowly removed his grounding touch. I'm going to count you down. I wasn't sure what he meant, but I closed my eyes and continued to focus on my breath. One, two, three. I don't know how far he counted. I was gone, floating in space. I felt myself held, cocooned, in a gentle darkness somewhere deep inside myself that I had never experienced before. I couldn't tell you how long I floated in this internal sea. It could have been hours or mere moments. But long before I was ready, I heard his voice counting again, bringing me back. 
I set my foot on the earth and gently leaned into his chest. When I opened my eyes, they stung with the threat of tears. I looked up at him. I, I didn't want to come back. He smiled down at me. I know. You found the forever place. This was my first experience with rope suspension. Almost more impactful though, it was also my first experience of subspace. Hello, my good lovers, and happy Thursday. I really like that this podcast comes out on Thursdays. I didn't specifically plan it this way, but I do love alliterations. So you get my Thursday thoughts. That works. Speaking of thoughts, thinking, and just general headspace, this week I'm going to be talking about the types of headspaces we can get into in the practice of BDSM. Specifically, we're going to talk about subspace and top space. Now, you heard my first experience of subspace, but let's go a little deeper into it. Subspace, also known as bottom space, is an altered state of consciousness, often described as a feeling of floating, flying, or euphoria, that a submissive can attain through a cocktail of hormones and neurotransmitters, endorphins, oxytocin, epinephrine, and so on, brought on by extended or intense levels of pain or other sensations facilitated by their dominant. It can also be reached via emotional or psychological interaction. A submissive may present subspace in a variety of ways, such as feeling giggly, age regression, acting animalistic or primal, catharsis via crying, screaming, full-on belly laughing, or any number of other expressive actions, or in deep silence. It's important for the dominant to pay extra attention here because a submissive may not be able to make rational decisions or have clear judgment about how much more they can take when in subspace. Enjoying this podcast? Do us a favor. Likewise, there is also dom space or top space. And sharing with the Dom space is Remember, also an altered state of one, consciousness, one, one in which the dominant feels powerful, in control, at the top of their game. One can liken it to psychologist Mihai Csikszentmihalyi's theory of flow, defined as an optimal state of consciousness where we feel our best and perform our best. He says, the ego falls away, time flies, every action Movement and thought follows inevitably from the previous one, like playing jazz. Your whole being is involved, and you're using your skills to the utmost. Dom space differs from top space in that it is less dissociative 
And that's a good thing, because even in the most euphoric of spaces, a dominant still needs to remain present with their submissive and in control of their actions. Sounds like the height of BDSM experience, right? Perhaps. However, we don't always get there. Every time. All the time. And that's okay. Don't make subspace or dom space a goal. As with any sexual or erotic activity, or even spiritual, it is best to focus on your connection, pleasure, mutual satisfaction, and being present. That being said, let's take a deeper look at these states and ways you might enhance your kink experience. But first, we need to talk about top drop and sub drop. Saying goes, what goes up must come down. And this is true for states of consciousness as well. After an intense scene, especially if subspace was reached by a submissive may feel physically cold, sleepy, or emotional. This come down is known as subdrop, and it requires aftercare. When certain brain chemicals like adrenaline wear off, the, bo the body temperature can drop quickly, so having a blanket on hand is a good idea. Likewise, if catharsis was reached, a sub may need to be held while they cry or may want to cuddle a pillow or stuffed animal. Some subs love compression, others need space. Talk to your submissive about aftercare needs and preferences before you start to play. And if aftercare is not your thing or is not within your dynamic, let's say it's at a play party or pickup, talk to your submissive or your bottom about who their aftercare person is going to be. Top drop is sometimes characterized as feelings of guilt shame or sadness after the feel-good brain cocktail has worn off. A dom may need to check in with their submissive to make sure that they're okay or that they performed well. After play check-ins, regardless of role or whether your experiences are a rough come down or not, are a good practice to keep it as it fosters communication and continued growth. So, ways to go deeper. So you're not making dom space or subspace your goal, but are there ways to potentially make it easier to get there? Well, here's a few suggestions that can take you deeper into your intimacy and kink play and maybe get you closer to those altered states. Mindfulness. I know it's become a watchword of health practitioners, counselors, and corporate types looking to hack the human brain but the fact is, practicing mindfulness does have an effect on mood, response, and performance. And you can take it into the bedroom or dungeon. Whether it's a daily meditation practice, or taking moments throughout the day to tune in, learning to increase your presence will heighten any of your erotic experiences. Breath. One way to bring mindfulness into your BDSM practice is through intentional breathing. Breathe with your partner. Breathe through your movements. 
time your inhales and exhales to each throw of the flogger. Intentional breathing oxygenates your brain, which gives you some of that high feeling and helps you remain present when that nagging thought about whether or not you checked the mail tries to crash the party. Practice. Following ideas about skill versus challenge in Chekhsant Mihai's flow theory, the more confident you are at a particular activity, the easier it is to get into the flow state. So take classes on varying techniques. Make time to practice. Practice doesn't make perfect, but it will make for a better and more enjoyable practice. Rituals. I love rituals. A certain playlist of music, lighting specific color candles, the feel of a collar being closed around the neck. A routine is doing the same thing the same way repeatedly. A ritual is an action or a series of actions done with intention. Creating rituals around your scene time can begin the process of shifting your consciousness from the mundane, you know, that argument with your coworker, or signing your kid's permission slip, to the fanciful, the powerful, noble, cruel, dominant, or the innocent, bratty, or stoic, submissive. So what are some of your pre-scene rituals? If you're in a 24-7 dynamic, what rituals do you incorporate into your ongoing DS or MS relationship? Do you have a particularly juicy story about subspace or dom space you'd like to share? Did I properly pronounce Mihai Csikszentmihalyi's name? You know I relish in hearing from my good lovers out there. Send me your stories, questions, and comments to goodloveproject at gmail.com or post in the comment section if the platform you're on has one. Speaking of platforms, the Good Love Podcast is now available on Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio, Google Podcast, and Amazon Music, and continuing to expand. And of course, you can find all other ways to follow in the show notes. So until next time, keep on good loving.